uh, Skullboys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast, another Wednesday, another episode. I hope you're doing well out there. Maybe it's your first time here. This is a music podcast. It's uh, it's for everyone in the industry. Uh, I suppose this podcast has a little bit more of like a pop punk or a punk slant, but we have had artists and people from record labels and managers from all over the place. So we are not just punk rock, but... It does seem to go slightly that way, and maybe that's because of my own bias. But I hope you're doing well, Um, and if it is your first time here, we've had plenty of bands on. Pennywise, we've had Mill and Colin on, we've had Frank Turner on, we've had Slowly, Slowly, Sly Withers, uh, Darren from Kiss Chasey. They're all in the episodes over the past uh, year and a half, so if you dig... This episode, maybe you want to go and check out some of the other ones, but uh, this week we are doing... It's not a recap... Last week was a recap, but this week I uh, I featured uh, a few months ago on a good friend of mine's podcast. It's called Look Who Is Coming for Dinner. It's by Bob Trigg, and uh, every week he has a an artist on, and basically what he does is he asks them, who are the five musicians that they would like to have over for dinner? And you sort of create this uh, fake dinner party, I suppose, and I was one of the first guests on his podcast and I was listening to the audio the other day and I was like, why don't I do a bit of a cross promote and put uh, the interview that we had because we're pretty good mates, me and Bob, and we just sat there in his studio, had a few drinks and had a discussion about who I would invite over to a fake musician dinner party. Who are my top five guests that I would have for a dinner at my house if I possibly could. Three of them actually aren't here anymore, the three that I picked uh, of the five, but uh, it was a good fun discussion. And if you're looking for a new podcast, Look Who Is Coming For Dinner by Bob Trigg. Bob actually has a lot of stories of his own. He was an old tour manager. Um, He does a lot more than just the podcast. He also plays in a punk band who was signed by Vinyl Records. We had Mark on a couple of weeks ago from Vinyl Records and got the lowdown on his record label. He's also a Central Coast dude too. Sit back, relax. This is more of, I suppose, Bob interviewing me as opposed to me interviewing someone else. So hopefully you enjoy it. This is my appearance on Look Who Is Coming For Dinner. Hello, mate. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. It's awesome to have you here in my studio again because you have been here once before to interview me, funnily enough, on yep. your podcast. That was actually the first podcast that I was have been on and uh, it was a good time, wasn't it? We had a, we had a great time. Well, I love this studio so much. It's a nice place you got here. It's got beautiful lights, a million guitars. You've got the drum kit over there. It's a lot of fun and we've played in here before as well. Yep. That you forgot about the T-shirt mural? Oh yeah, I didn't actually didn't even know that that was T-shirts. Yeah, no, that my, was just like banners. My mum made that. I'll uh, I'll I'll t- talk you through it later. And for the people at home that can't uh, see it because this is obviously a podcast, um, 
Yeah, maybe if you uh, join up on Patreon, more about that later, um, you can see the uh, T-shirt wall that we are talking about. Anyway, um, moving right along, the podcast is called, as I said, Look Who's Coming for Dinner, and I asked Sean to choose five fantasy dinner guests that he would love to invite over for dinner. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a muso just like yourself, Bob. Playing a punk band. What's the name of that band? The Ritzy Kids is the is the band name. We've been playing for about two years now, but I've been playing music for twenty. Love songwriting, love singing, love making music, and yeah. And you've got a gig coming up. Yeah, and you know all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I know the date. Do you know the date? I oh, hang on. Yeah, September twenty two. Right. Correct. Yeah. September According tw- to my notes here. Okay. <laughs> And according to my notes, this podcast is going to come out before the gig. So that'd be handy. Yeah. When you're listening to this podcast, the gig is on the 22nd of August. No, September. September. Fuck. 22nd. (laughs) We'll edit that bit out. No, we probably won't. It's the 22nd of September. Yeah. At the Lincoln Pin, it's our EP launch for the Rich Kids. And we're going to have a special guest, Lion Island, there. I know Lion Island. You know them very well. I play the guitar in Lion Island, as I'm sure everyone knows. I was listening to the album on the way over here today. It sounds great. Cool. Did you download it for free? I got uh, on LimeWire. Oh, really? And. Download. I got that and the Metallica album. Oh, the the new one? No, the old one that oh, Lars wow. that Lars got annoyed about. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, stoked you downloaded us with Metallica. Yeah, because if you listen to my Napster. episode, it Napster. Was Napster, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Napster. James Hetfield was one of my guests. Um, and if you know me, you know I love them. But anyway, uh, it's not about me. So yeah, you've been playing music in Ritzy Kids. What do you do for a day gig? Uh, so I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. Some will call me a journalist. Journalist. Um, That's a good one. But uh, yeah, started out as a music journal, got into radio, and now I'm working at WSFM down in Sydney. And- good times and great classic is 101.7 WSFM. I love it. It's good fun. Have you met um, Kyle and Jackie? I o? have. I met Kyle Sanderlands. People love to hate him. Oh, I love to hate him. He's he's ruling the roost at the moment. Yeah, with the right. ratings and stuff. He's never had big, bigger ratings than right now. And um, has he played the Ritchie Kids? No, they only play. I don't think they play any guitars on their station. Yeah, <laughs> shit ass. Oh well, I won't <laughs> listen to it. So you interview people on WS or? Yeah, but it's usually politicians. Oh so god, how boring. Albo loves his music though. Yes. Yeah. I actually. Wanted to get him on my music podcast, and I was like, "Oh, do you want to go down that political route, though? You know, yeah. because the only reason I wanted to get him on, whether you, you you know you're left or you're right with your beliefs, is is because of how much he loves music. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he was seen at the Gang of Youths gig, and I really? thought I thought that was cool because he wasn't being the PM, like he was just literally just going to a gig. Was he being a fanboy? Yeah, and he was just up there having a beer, throwing undies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's throwing undies, but he was uh, he was sculling some beers, and uh, and I I have respect for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, okay, cool. Journo and uh, and playing in a band. So you seem pretty well qualified to come on this show because this is a show about inviting your favourite musicians over for dinner. So you may as well launch straight into it. Who's guest number one? Guest number one is a guy that I reckon will probably appear a few times in in this podcast, as in for other guests, oh, okay. because because I feel like this guy is a start when it comes to rock and roll music, and he's a big reason why all of us do it. None other than John Lennon. <gasps> Never heard of him. 
Yeah, you, new pa- kid. Pa- um, well, Sydney Coast local. Yeah, used to play in a band that a few people knew. Yeah, um, they used to call them the uh, the Fab Four, the Fab Four, the Beatles. Yeah, John, what a guest, hey? Like, why, uh, <laughs> yeah. why John, and why not Paul or George? Love Paul. I really love Paul, but John Lennon. There's something about him. I think he's 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 the most rock and roll of the bunch. He's a bit. He'd be a funny guy to have at a dinner party, I thought. Yeah. Um, saying all the one-liners. Yeah. And, um, His accent would crack me up. Yeah. So that's why I've invited him over tonight. What about Yoko? She's waiting in the car outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll just be sitting next to him quietly, staring. <laughs> have you seen the documentary? I, I reckon if they were still, if still together, he would have sewn himself to her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> have you seen um, Get Back? The I have. That's, that's a cracking, cracking yeah, documentary. It was awesome, eh? Hey? goes for about 24 hours. But it doesn't look like he'd eat much, though. All they ate in that uh, doco was tea and toast, I noticed. Mm. A lot of tea and toast went into the recording of, uh, recording of that uh, record. What song... Did you associate with uh, – because part of the thing with uh, picking a guest is I, I also asked you to pick a song. Pick a song and – You didn't have to write it, by the way. You could have just, you know, produced it or something. But. No, I uh, I went with not a Beatles track, actually just the John Lennon track. Yep. And this is a song that my dad used to sing me when I was a little baby. Oh. And he used to, he used to hold me and he would sing Beautiful Boy. And, um, Tearing me up, man. I'm serious. Yeah, and because uh, because John Lennon's son is Sean as well. Yeah, and that's why my name is Sean. Yeah. Oh, you named after Sean. Lennon. I'm named after Sean Lennon, which is weird. <laughs> like, um, is your brother called Julian by any chance? No. <laughs> he would have but, the shits that John wrote a song. Sorry, that story is fascinating. The whole Jude and Jules thing. Oh, but totally. um, Dad used to hold me and uh, and sing that song at night time. Apparently, I was so young that I didn't. But yeah, it, and when I uh, I heard someone play it once. I think it was uh, the church. I caught the church playing it. They did a cover of it. I had watery eyes listening to it. So I thought if it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Provokes some sort of reaction inside of me. I thought, I think that's a great song from John. Have you heard the Celine Dion version? Keep it that way. On the on the Spotify playlist, I was going to think about just dropping that in instead, but yeah. I thought I couldn't do it. And now, after hearing that beautiful story you told, I, there's no way in hell I'm going to um, put Celine Dion's version on it. <laughs> Isn't he a vego? Well, we, now that you've brought that up, that sort of screws up what I was going to give him. Oh, really? Yeah. What well, I am going to give you? Are we talking in past tense? Or are we talking in this thing's happening, right? Yeah, this, yeah. The dinner. This, he's definitely risen from the dead, so we're going to yeah. have to give him something. So we've done that. Would you show him any Ritzy Kids songs? I'd be a bit like not embarrassed, but you know, it's a big call. There's this great man, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, at the at the front door, and it's one of those things where I I wouldn't tell him to take his shoes off, you know, like even if that was the rule in the house, he wouldn't you be know. wearing shoes, man. It's John <laughs> yeah, Lennon, <laughs> yeah. But you know, like any rule you had in your house, and John Lennon came over, he's allowed to disobey. He could it. just do anything he wants. Deal the cutlery. Yeah, like if he was, to, yeah, if he was to go after the dinner party, can I have this table? <laughs> Like, can I have the dinner table? You get like imagine going to John Lennon. No, no. Like, if he was to say, Yoko, Yoko has told me this. she can see the dinner table through the window. Yeah, and she'd like it. You give it to him. You know what I mean? They're, they're, and that, and that probably doesn't work for the rest of my guests. But someone like John Lennon, the caliber of John Lennon, he gets anything he wants. He gets a backstage pass to Sean's house. Yeah, anything. Cool. What and about your dog? Does he get to take your dog? <sighs> That would hurt so much, but 
Yeah, he would. Wow. wow. He would. <laughs> you really like this guy. <laughs> I'd definitely be drawing a line at that. Yeah. Would um, I show him roots of kids? I'd, I'd, I'd try and, like, uh, I'd give him some wine first and go. After a couple of okay, shandies. Oi, mate. Um, while I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check this out. Cool. Well, John, John's a good choice, actually. I'd, I'd love to have – John didn't make my list, actually, obviously, but um, yeah, he's definitely an interesting cat. It's an understatement to say he wrote some of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he would definitely be an interesting guest to have. Yeah. Who is your next guest? Well, he's a little different to John. Yeah. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Damn. Yeah. It's a little different. Um. Yeah. Different style of music. Yeah. Different sort of ethos, like, you know, sort of bloke, you know, like, I don't know. John's very... Small compared to Biggie. Yeah, definitely. And 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 chill. John's a bit more chill. And Biggie, I think's a bit more in your face. I actually don't know too much about Biggie. I'm going to profess my sort of ignorance to him, but I... I'm a good interviewer, I'd like to think, and I did a bit of research yeah. using the Wikipedia. I can tell you that his name is uh, Christopher George Latore Wallace. Did you know that? I knew it was Wallace yeah, and Christopher, yeah. but I didn't know about the other words. George Latore, or Latore, I'm sure it's pronounced Latore, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls. Um, I didn't know who he was and I had heard his music before. Yeah. I'm, I must profess I'm not um, a, 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 a huge listener to rap. I do like some rap, but I, I find it hard to identify myself with it coming from a fairly privileged uh, Anglo-Saxon background, yeah. I guess. it's um, I would never be caught walking down the street singing their songs. Um, but, but he sort of dominated the east side of the United States with, with rap. Yeah, he well, he did. He was He's a Brooklyn boy. Mm. I do know that. And he signed with um, P. Diddy's record label. Is that Death Row or is that another? No, nah, Death Row yeah. I'm is pretty sure one. was um, Dr. Dre's label on the West okay. Coast and there was yeah. a big fight obviously which sort of led to his demise when he was, yeah, he was shot um, yeah. in 97. He was only 24 years old as well, which is yeah. pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, he was voted by Rolling Stone and um, what's the other one? Billboard as the the goat. He was a goat. Yeah. I had to look up what that was, but not it an stands for the yeah, 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 greatest of all time. And I was like, hang on, I thought he was a rapper, not a goat. But um, but yeah, and he he's been inducted into the into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2020, which is weird because he wasn't rock and rolling, but uh, okay. that is weird. But deservedly so, he deserves to be somewhere. Because when it comes to rap, I think he's just instrumental in, in, in where rap is these days. I think you need you needed someone like him in the game. Do you listen to a lot of rap um, apart from outside of Biggie? Um, no, not really. And I don't listen to much Biggie. <laughs> All right. You just want to invite him over just to stir some shit. Yeah, but there's some, there's some well, we don't know if I'm stirring any shit. I think he'll get along with John fine. He um, could, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd think John... I'm pretty sure rap wasn't really around when John was like producing John, hits. John would 100% just be like telling him how music is. Yeah. Like, like Biggie would say, like, I won't, we'll probably talk about the seating plan later, but I think Biggie would be like, oh, I do this, I do a bit of this. Yeah. And John would go, mate, 
No good. Yeah. Well, maybe John had, uh, having never met John, I think he would be curious about the style of music. I think he would be really fascinated with samples and uh, and loops and stuff, obviously, because, yeah. you know, they were doing all that stuff. But, yeah, um, some of the subject matter, he would probably be going, this is a bit naff. Yeah. I think he might use that word. Um, his, his Biggie's debut record was called Ready to Die. Mm. So I don't know how John would go with that considering he was, you know, imagine, you know, yeah, yeah. all the people living in let's harmony be, and stuff. Let's all be peaceful. Yeah, so it could be it could be a bit a bit weird for him. I also noted that Biggie did some time for dealing crack cocaine. So I don't know how you feel about him being in your house with your kids. Uh, you don't have any kids, I don't No, think. I don't have kids yet, so crack cocaine's on. Um, no. It could well, turn into yeah, a great party. <laughs> Yeah, like you've got to th- – this is the thing, and, and not just for this dinner party, but just for any dinner party when you're bringing your neighbours over, you know, sitting there at the table with crack cocaine is probably not a yeah. – You're going to meet John Lennon tonight. <laughs> yeah. Might want to bring something else. Just keep your crack cocaine in bring your Bring some tofu. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he bring appeared, a bottle of wine, maybe. Yeah, wine would be good. Yeah, wine would be better than crack he cocaine. He appeared to have a, um, a crazy bad temper as well, Biggie. Like uh, he wrote some – some diss tracks, I think they're called. Yeah. Because I believe, and I'm this is a good segue because you did uh, sh- send me your guest list because I had to approve mm-hmm. of it. I think he had a bit of a beef with the your next guest, Tupac. Tupac. Tupac Shakur. He's yeah. uh, he's coming to the party. Okay, damn fool. What are you trying to start here? Well, am I trying to start something? Bill Have Bridges. I got the peacemaker at yeah. one end, John, and then I've got. Two guys that absolutely hate each other. They couldn't hate each other anymore. But they used to be friends. They were. Yeah. They were and, good buds. And then something went down. There was a bit of a kerfuffle at a studio and I think Tupac right. got shot. He got Not shot. Not fatally. They yeah, got, that's He got roughed up and thought it was Biggie and he had something mm. to do with it apparently. And then uh, that sort of started the well, – contributed to the whole East Coast, West Coast thing that I am very – very not knowledgeable about. Yeah, uh, I've tried to make sense of it. Apparently, if you're from the East Coast, they were the um, the beginners of yep. rap, but then the West Coast sort of took off, and East Coast thought they were a bit su- superior, but West Coast was sort of doing better in the charts and was considered more hot. And yeah, one thing led to another. It was a couple of drive-bys, a few, a few shakedowns, maybe. I'm yeah. sounding like I'm way out of my depth here, I am. But um, yeah, and then uh, and then um, after being friends, then I think Tupac and Biggie became pretty bad enemies. And uh, Tupac wrote a song called "Hit 'Em Up." Yes, and I think you're pretty familiar with it. That's right. That's the um, that's the song that he wrote about. Biggie, and uh, they reckon it's what got him shot again, but this time fatally. Because it was dissing his, apart from other things, it was dissing his uh, woman. Yeah, yeah. Or ex-woman. Yeah, it was dissing Biggie's faith. Yeah. Biggie wrote a song, Who Shot Ya? And that is because you were talking about before how Tupac got shot the first time. Yep. And that's Biggie's song about that, I think. Yeah. He probably should have known who shot him because I think mm. everything's pointing to that he um, he kind organized of organized it. Organized it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's funny that they're having this 
big stoush in public with with rap. And I these guess. songs were charting too. They're yeah, not, I know. These aren't just like uh, I'll send you an MP3 of something I've done. Like this is going out on the radio stations. Yeah, yeah. This is going worldwide. They were so big. Like these songs were hits. Their diss tracks were making other people yeah. and them lots of money. I imagine. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre when you think about it. Um, yeah, Tupac. Uh, again, I'm. I I I know him. Don't know him personally. I know who he no. is. I know a few of his songs. Um, I also know that he got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in wow. a couple of years earlier than Biggie. So they might have something to say about that at the dinner party. Mm. Maybe we should put John sitting in between them. Yeah. To keep the peace. He is the peacemaker. Yeah. Did you see, I just read in the news today, actually, the Las Vegas police yeah. have searched a house that they Related thought had to something to... Related to the Yeah, I know. It was quite weird when I, I knew you were coming in today to do this and I, I, uh, I was reading... It's even that I've invited him over yeah, yeah, tonight. So, so, dude, there's some more news to do with your case. We might know who <laughs> shot you. <laughs> anyway, John, keep, keep him cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what a lifestyle, eh? He was only uh, 25 when he got shot. Mm, what young. are these old young dudes doing? Just drive by, just like, God. Yeah, go and like chill. Go to the drive through cinema. Yeah, yeah. D- don't go to the drive-by. <laughs> go to the drive through um, <laughs> But, yeah. Um, what were you doing at 25? I wasn't doing drive-bys. Neither. Um, I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was, um, I was working. Surely I was working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing something productive, um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't doing drive-bys and no. writing diss tracks to my no. enemies. Um, do they eat meat? Do you know? Um, I think Biggie does. <laughs> he eats a lot. Surely he's not vegan. I doubt it. He probably <laughs> eat. Yeah. It's actually going to be quite important later um, when we mm. have to work out what to serve these people because um, it might start a fight and there might be another shoot down. Yeah, that wouldn't be Drive good. Drive by. Yeah, your house is going to get shot up. Actually, all three so far. How did they die? Getting shot. All three. I know. I didn't mean to do that. What are you? Jeez. It's going to be tough as well to get them all up from the dead at the same time. But, mm. yeah. Thankfully, uh, due to fantasy, we can do it. Um, have you got any alive guests on your list? Yeah, yeah, the final two are. Good. Who I are thought they? it'd be good to have people that aren't skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> that um, look kind of half decent. All right, so guest number four, mm-hmm. Tom DeLong. From Blink. From Blink-182, yeah. The newly, the newly joined member of Blink after yeah. leaving for a while. Yeah. Where are you? He thought, he thought joining... You know, leaving the band was a bit of a shit show. Coming to this party, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky if he's going to leave alive <laughs> yeah, and get shot. Yeah. After telling one too many dick jokes, he might, um, maybe they should put him, but you should put him between uh, Tupac and um, Biggie because he could keep him in, entertained with all his dick jokes. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say keep him apart. I don't think so. <laughs> you reckon he'd get punched out? Yeah, yeah. So maybe actually, so Biggie and Tupac could bond mm. over. Kicking Tom's ass for making too many possibly dick jokes, and yeah, I think they would too. They'd flog him. Meanwhile, John's just in the corner going, "What the fuck yeah. have I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? I think I'd rather be dead. Yeah, put me back down. <laughs> yeah. Um, why, Tom? What's he? What's he done for you? Tom DeLong is uh, in Blink One Eighty Two, obviously, and he, you know, they were the first band that I really just 
took hold of and really loved, like really loved. You know, there were definitely bands that I'd heard, like, uh, you know, Silverchair and Nirvana and all that in the 90s. But the first band that I just grabbed and said, oh, this is my thing was Blink-182, I reckon. What song? Uh, my favourite song by them is Anthem Part 2. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be hearing that later on your playlist? Yes, Excellent. absolutely. That's my favourite <laughs> song by them. And I bought into it all. I was like, you know, they were wearing oh. her, they were wearing Hurley. I was wearing Hurley. If yeah. they were um, Vans. Yeah, they were wearing Vans. I was wearing Vans. If they were, you know, saying... Atticus, all, I think they were. Yes, I have all the Atticus shirts. Yep. Um, anything they did, I did. I thought it would be weird not to have him come over. So is he a hero? Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of people go, what, the guy from Blink that has the nasally voice? Yeah. Yes. He's cool. He's doing all right. Yeah. Look, look at the scoreboard and he's going okay. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so Anthem number two, that was off um, Take Off Take Your off Pants, Pants and Jacket. jacket. Yeah. Is it the opening song? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember first hearing that song because um, I, I don't mind me a bit of Blink. I was always really puzzled with the, that song, which we'll hear later when – we listen to the playlist. The start it seems to like the the guitar starts, yeah, and then they're doing different rhythms, but then it all yeah. ties in really nicely. And I've always wondered, it's probably something really simple, but it sounds really complicated and well, the bass, like it shouldn't work. But yeah, the bass comes in. I think this is what you're saying is when Mark starts playing that song at the start. Yep. He comes in at a time where you wouldn't have expected him to come in. Yeah, he kind of comes in halfway through yeah. the, the riff or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a great little song. Um, I think I've told you about my Blink story, but I'll tell everyone at home. Uh, they were really funny. Um, I went and saw them back in the day and you've seen the poster that I've got that I kept from my copy of the Street Press, but um, I've got this poster of uh, the band called Pennywise we're doing a show at New South Wales University uh, at the venue called The Roundhouse and it was Pennywise headlining, supported by Body Jar, supported by One Inch Punch, supported by Downtime, all Melbourne bands, supported mm. by Blink-182. Wow. They were on first. first. And what uh, year was that? 96. <clears throat> no, sorry, 95. Um, so when they just sort of started and they had a Cheshire Cat. Yep. And M&M's were their big songs. And after their show, they said, come and hang out next to the merch desk. And me being a, a young, impressionable grom, me and my mate went out and um, chatted to them. But my fr- I'd bailed pretty quick. I wanted to go watch the other bands. But my mate Hugh ended up hanging out with Blink for like the rest of the gig pretty much. Nice. Um, yeah, which uh, he's still got the cassette tape that he bought from them. That'd be worth Probably something. Probably worth a bit, eh? Yeah. I should uh, give him a call after this pod and, uh, yeah, see 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 what he's doing with that. But, uh, yeah, Tom would be pretty good fun to have at the gig. I'd love to hear. He's a bit of a um, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I love a good UFO tale. Yeah. And uh, well, aliens. He, he gained traction with that. Like, I'm not huge on conspiracy theories, but he... Um, what about aliens? Well, here's the thing. He started doing all the alien stuff and a lot of people were going, yeah, right on, mate. What do you know? And then, dude, oh, NASA so, rang. And then NASA yeah. contacted him, and uh, that's when everyone looked at him. And went, okay, maybe he knows something that we don't know. He has known something all along. But maybe he's also trying to make NASA cool again. Have you seen the? Oh, okay, the, so this is conspiracy theory. This on is it. Conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. <laughs> but because um, I think NASA, it's been a bit on the nose. 
um, even the Simpsons addressed it, the, right. the cartoon Simpsons. Um, remember when Homer went into space and they were like, we need something to raise the ratings because right. no one's watching it anymore. So Tom and, DeLong's uh, their answer. Well, maybe. not. Well, maybe, but um, what I have noticed is they're, um, they're using, because you know how they're going back to the moon? NASA's going back to the yeah. moon. Maybe, I can't remember what year, but soon. It's weird how um, they haven't been back since... 60s, 70s, sorry. Oh, yeah. 69 they landed. Yeah. and then Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Not the conspiracy. Yeah, nice. But, Allegedly landed, yeah. But uh, they haven't been back. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not much point, I don't think. It is funny. If you are a spaceman, I don't know if you're a spaceman, but I was having this conversation the other day. Like, it's, it is it is cool that you can you might, you know, go to the moon, but then they want to go to Mars and land on Mars and have people there. I just picture that initial day when people finally get there and they're able to touch down and then, like, after five minutes or something, no reception, no yeah. anything. And just this like, place sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just picture people going, They're doing what? the selfies and they <laughs> yeah. can't send them to anyone. Yeah, and they're like, now what? Yeah, they blew it. No, but uh, just real quick why he's going to make NASA cool again is because I saw this ad for NASA and they were using a Metallica song, that Metallica song called Fuel. I don't know if you know yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, give, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. And so they'd, they'd sync that up to like a space shuttle taken off and, and they had the astronauts flashing up and I was just like, Wow, they're really sort mm. of trying to make it cool, almost like, you know, a Super Bowl or something. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of stoked that maybe in my lifetime I'll be able to see a moon landing on the TV live. Be great. But I'm, I'm also kind of wondering, can't they spend their money on better things? Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I actually... You've got to get to a point where you just start thinking about... Just number one, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, true. Like, imagine, imagine not seeing a moon landing in your life. Yeah, like, that'd suck. Well, but then, okay, well, stuff the moon. Let's just go straight to Mars. <laughs> yeah, go to Mars. Like that would be sick. That would be cooler. Like, um, grandkids, or whatever, just going, hey, yeah. hey, were you? Um, Did you see you the Mars like, landing, bro? And they met the aliens. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I've watched it on TV. And there's definitely aliens on Mars anyway. Like, it's yeah. just more Martian. Yeah. Like, it's obvious. It's but, obvious to me but, anyway. You know, like, that's you, – you, you'd remember that forever. Yeah. He's a funny cat, Tom. I mean, I uh, I think he's really, really smart, like, with all his business ventures and stuff, but um, he he comes across as a real yeah not smart person at all. Like, all he's concerned well, about is his dick. He went on Joe Rogan as well, and they didn't Who's do that? him favours because they, Joe was like – Pressing him for, you know, why do you believe in this? Why do you believe in that? And, like, he didn't have great answers to it. And, and he said, oh, show us some proof that you've seen aliens or he something. showed him dick. And some, well, yeah, <laughs> some of the video that he showed him sort of, it wasn't compelling. And, and, and I felt sorry for him, actually. But I'm glad this whole NASA thing happened for him. Yeah. yeah he's definitely doing okay in life. Um, mm. His band seems to be, you know, ripping at the moment because they're back out on tour and all the stuff that I've seen on on YouTube looks amazing. Um, yeah, for a three-piece band as well, they can put on a show. Like, mm. holy shit, have you seen some of the – you would have seen all the stuff. Yeah, How's the drum I, kit I, thing that rises up yeah, like a UFO? It's mental. So the reason I really love Tom is because Urethra Chronicles, I got given that to me by my brother for my 13th birthday. The what? Urethra Chronicles, which is one of their DVDs, like their docos. Oh. It was created by their manager. He filmed it and edited it and all that sort of stuff. 
uh, I watched that, and, th- and that's when I really, really fell in love with them. And they had the drums in that doco. Oh, Travis spinning. was flipping, and yeah, yeah. I was like, this band's mental. It sounds like you want to sit next to Tom. Yeah. yeah. I think I would. Yeah. So, so far we've got you sitting next to Tom. Yeah. And then we've got who would Tom be? Because oh, I forgot to mention, the ta- it's a circular table, obviously. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. Um, but but we can do musical chairs. I want I want um, Tom next to me, and I want John next to me because I feel wow. like the other two boys. Well, the other two are going to shoot you. Well, no. Well, you know, hopefully not. You know, imagine <laughs> if that. you don't serve yeah. the right food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Uh, I think they've got to sort some stuff out. This is all or nothing. This plan of having those two boys together. Like, what what would be the point if I had Biggie next to me and? I don't know how big this round table is, but two parks over the other side, and they're not talking. I feel like they've got to talk. They've got to talk it out. That's why I've done this. Well, they used to be bros. Yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously it went bad somewhere. Mm. Um, like imagine, like, what's Tupac and Tom going to talk about? They're dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tupac actually, man, he was a bad kid, eh? Like I, 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 both Tupac and Biggie seemed to be a little bit naughty with the law and both were up on some pretty – Pretty gnarly mm. charges. One thing I've read about Tom was that his first instrument was the trumpet, and then he got given a guitar at church camp. Oh. I didn't even know he was religious. I don't think he is. I don't think but he is. I was I was wondering like why would he be going to church camp mm. other than to meet girls or whatever he did. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little fact that uh, he got given his first guitar at church camp, and then he turned into Tom from Blink One Eighty Two. Well, hopefully your last guest, because we're unfortunately already up to the last guest because, you know, the tables only has six seats, yeah. one for you, uh, obviously. Um, who's it going to be? So I think John Lennon's one of the most, um, one of the best songwriters of all time. That's why I wanted him. But this guy has it. I think he's probably edging on the best. Yeah, cool. Neil Finn from Crowded House. Mm-hmm. Nice, bro. Choice, choice, bro. Yeah. See what I did there? That's right, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, Neil, good good decision. Great songwriter. Agreed Incredible. there. So you're a, a crowded house guy? or a Yeah, sp- I like split ends split too. Ends. But I like crowded house more, I'd and say. And what was his? He's been a, an, oh, man, I can't remember. And he was also, well, he, well recently he filled in Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah, but then he was in another another band. I He's can't like, remember had the like name a Finn of, Brothers thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen his... um? Have you seen his son's band? Yes, yeah. he plays in Crowded House. Now. Liam's the one that gets naked all the time. Does he? Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, have you seen their band? His band called Betcha Dupa. They were awesome. Okay, I'm gonna, sorry to turn this around again because you're the guest, right. but um, I'm just going to take over here. Uh, this is a really <laughs> funny story that I remember about Liam. Um, and I'll whenever I hear a Crowded House song, I I automatically think about Liam. I was on a tour. I was tour managing. I think it was. Um, um, Jebediah. But anyway, it mm. doesn't really matter because the story's about Liam and his band Betcha Dupa and they were the support band and we got off the plane, we were flying in, picking up the cars and vans and et cetera from Sydney Airport and then heading straight up to Newcastle to play mm. a gig. We all got our bags and blah, 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 blah and Betcha Dupa and their crew, Jebediah and us. See you at the gig, boys. And then brrr, off we drove about an hour into the journey driving up to Newcastle, remember, I get this call from Liam and uh, and they're like, bro, we've been driving past this big lake on the left for ages. 
How long? Do, oh, sorry, this is a really bad New Zealand accent as well. <laughs> Sounds more South African. But bro, Bob, bro, uh, we've been driving past this big lake on the left for ages. What time do we get to uh, Newcastle? Like we've been driving for ages. And I said, hang on, what did you say? Big lake. And I'm like, yeah, uh, on the left. Yeah. And I'm like, bruh, that's the Pacific Ocean, man. You're heading south oh, and no. Newcastle's north. And you got to turn around right now. So where were they? Keep you the big, dude. They were halfway to Wollongong. I said, read out and like read out what does the next sign say? And they're like, Bulai, like twenty k's. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. Okay, that big lake is the Pacific Ocean. And so if you swam across that, you'd be home. But um, <laughs> turn around and slowly make your way with caution back up to Newcastle. But keep the big lake on your right, like yeah. far out, man. It was the most classic. Stoner Kiwi thing that I've uh, ever seen, ever heard. They were like <laughs> beached as bro. They were yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but cool. Um, sorry, I was just remembering That's what a, a bunch of trippers they were. What song would Neil be playing on your playlist that made you want to pick him? There's so many that I wanted to have. Long. Like I could fill this playlist with Crowded House songs. I really, really enjoy their music. It's so easy to chill to, but. Have you seen them? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you see them when Old Mate was still alive, um, Paul Hester? No, no, not that long ago. Yeah. But I've seen them in the, within the last two years. I think I've seen them twice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love their show. And he's still so good after all these years. Yeah, he's so. unreal. I have it on good authority, sorry to interrupt, mm. that he is one of the nicest gentlemen. And that counts. A hundred percent. That's a big thing, especially well, in this industry. A hundred percent. And this was from one of his, um, yeah, his road crew said it was one of the best people he's ever worked for. That's a very nice thing to say, but sorry. Um, I heard She's Called Up. That's the song. She's Called Up. And I heard that within the last couple of years and I thought, what a great song. It's not my favourite, but I, I just love the way it, the, just the whole vibe of it. I think it's just a, it's a really cool song. I don't know. I just gravitated towards that one when you sort of thought, you know, you said, oh. I need a song. Need yeah. a song. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to pick the ones that everyone drives glad, around and listens yeah, to every I'm, single day I'm, of the week. I'm so. really glad you didn't pick Don't Dream It's Over. Yeah. I love that song. Oh, great song. It's a great song, mm. but it's like. No, nah, there's yeah. other good songs that he and did write. I love Distant Sun. I think Distant Sun is actually my favourite Crowded House song, but I've heard it like at WS. It's just played all the time. Yeah, yeah. Actually, point, I didn't think of that. You would be hearing a lot yeah, of Crowded crowd House. You wouldn't yeah. be hearing any of those other. Oh, you'd be hearing maybe some John Lennon. Yeah, here and there's then. no biggie or two. <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> and not too much Tom DeLonge nah. or Blink-182. That's it, but I he's just, a Crowded House. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my song of his, I really like Four Seasons in One Day. Yeah. That's a cracker of a song. Um. But, yeah, he'd be a cool guest to have. I just reckon him and John Lennon, Get obviously. Get along so well. Yeah, I think they would have a lot in common. And when, Neil would love to be sitting next to, to John. Like you can you can sure. picture you can picture that he'd really appreciate that. And John would listen, say he had the chance to listen to Crowded House because obviously he went before Crowded House even became a thing. I don't know John, but I think he would like Crowded House as a band. Yeah, I reckon he would probably <clears throat> appreciate them. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I've never met him too either. But um, maybe we could do a seance after the. Uh, that would be good. Yeah, I know. Say, so, hey, John, what do you think? Maybe just for the Patreon members. <laughs> two, but, yeah, that's a good, great. That's <laughs> a great seance. suggestion. Yeah, be involved in the seance. We get Malcolm Young and all the dudes. Yeah. So seating plans, them. That's a good five guests. Sorry to so just Thank from you. the top. 
Uh, uh, no women though, and I felt bad about this actually. Okay, well let's have a let's have a. <sighs> a I, I was if, if, okay. Let's say we couldn't raise Tupac or John or Biggie because they're too busy doing drive-bys. Mm. Um, so one of them couldn't make it. But okay, let's have a um, let's have a. Quick... Oh, it's it's hard because a lot of great great women, a lot of great vocalists out there. Um, Stevie Nicks would be up there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, she could talk to. Yeah, I wouldn't sit her next to Neil. They're probably sick of each other. That's true. Yeah, they know each other. But yep. yeah, I was thinking Stevie Nicks. But before I was jumping on this podcast today, I was talking to this girl at work, and I was saying, "Oh, I'm going to do a podcast today, and this is the idea of it." Did she go? Is it? Look who's coming for dinner. I've heard about yeah, that yeah, podcast. Yeah, I did. really want to and, get and, on it. And then, she, and then, but but she did also say after she said that, she said, "Um, so what's the um theme? How's it work?" Oh god! <laughs> I said, "So I got to take five guests." And as I got to the fourth guest, I was like, There's "No women sausage party." Yeah, and she mm-hmm. said. You misogynist. Oh, really? <laughs> so now I'm going to get no listeners to mine, my podcast because no, no. of you. But then, but then I said, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, right. Because she'd heard a few of the people that were coming yeah, to my yeah. dinner party and was Fair like, enough. maybe she'd be good. Yep. And I was like, that's funny because that's what I thought. So Stevie Nicks would be the one if someone couldn't get a risen from their their dirt right. nap. Or the Uber takes them to yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. So. Some other place for a drive-by. Unfortunately, my dinner party from the episode that I did um, was a bit of a sausage fest, but I invited um, patients from the greats. If you, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you have a bit to do with the greats? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did. Lucky, Luckily, they were a fantastic band to work for. Both Anna, my wife, and I worked for them, and it was an amazing experience. But, um, but I was also, um, when I was thinking of, I like powerful women to ask. I would have loved to have met Janis Joplin. Oh, yeah. And also I think Courtney Love would be a barrel of barrel of laughs. Heaps of fun. Heaps of fun. Because <laughs> Growly was one yeah. of my guests. Yeah. And I think Growly and Courtney could have sorted some shit out. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be interesting having them. Yeah, I don't know when the last time they would have spoke mm. would have been. They sort of, I think I've heard Dave speak about her quite fondly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, yeah. I think whatever, well, I think whatever we read in the it. press is a load of mm. a load of shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some of it might be true, but um, like I said, I've never met any of these people. This is all fantasy made up in my head and and your mm. head and the people's heads that are hopefully listening. So okay, seating plan then. All right, so you got the circle there. Yep. Yep. So I'm obviously just put me anywhere because it doesn't matter at the moment. Yep. And then I reckon to on my, your left. Oh, sorry. On my on my left, I just can picture. I can picture John Lennon. JL, yep. So his left would be Neil. Okay, and then let's just come back to me and then go to my right. <laughs> yep. And to my right would be, yeah, maybe Tom DeLong, and then Biggie and Tupac on the Tom DeLong side. So that means Biggie is sitting next to Tom on his left and Tupac on his right. Yeah. But to the right of Tupac is Neil. That'd work, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. If because shit started getting hot between B, um, Biggie and Tupac, Neil could chill um, Tom out. I mean, Neil could chill Tupac out, and Tom could distract Biggie with dick jokes. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Biggie would like dick jokes. Just saying. Yeah. And once again, I don't know John, um, but I don't. John think, would just be sitting there. I don't chill. think he'd put up with if if a riot started. Like he'd just be. Yeah, like, he'd go nah. and eat a piece of toast. Yeah, no thanks. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You go to a sit a bed in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool, actually. Actually, John yeah. could Yoko. be actually, yeah. Yoko, bring the bed. We're going. <laughs> he, could, he, John, could actually be in a in his bed, 
next to you. Yeah. Um, well, man, this was a fun party. I wish we could um, animate it somehow. I reckon it'd be hilarious. <laughs> but look, I really appreciate you coming in and being like a very special guest of mine because, like I said, I think at the top of the show, your podcast was the first podcast yeah. I ever got asked to do. So to have you on my podcast is very important to me. So thank you very much. And uh, good to see you. Thanks for doing my potty and we'll see you on the 22nd of September. Yep. I'll All have right. to have you round for dinner. Yeah. Well, if there's any – well, you won't have a table. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to go out for dinner somewhere. Yeah, that'd be good. There it is, my appearance on Look Who Is Coming for Dinner by Bob Trigg. That's his podcast. If you're looking for a new podcast and a bit of fun, obviously – that is one to check out, the sound effects throughout it. Uh, and uh, he's a good host. He's a great host. Uh, Bobby, you're doing a great job. And uh, I'm glad that the podcast is doing really well for you. He's had, apart from me, he's had Kevin Mitchell on the show. He's had John Stania. He's had Luke Boo Johnston, Chris Woodsy Woods, a um, bunch of people on there. Kim Scott, who was also on this podcast not too long ago. Uh, and Mitch from Hiss and Crackle, they're some of the most uh, recent guests that he's had on there. Go and check him out. The link is in the show notes. All right, it's time for this. Ladies! Yeah, this is the part of the show where you can write on in. You can say anything you want. It can be about the show. It can be about me. It can be about the artists that I bring on. You might want me to interview one of your favourite bands. And if that is the case, go to thestreetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters. You write it, I read it. Uh, let's see what we've got this week. This is a message from Brenton. He says, I just listened to the Kevin Mitchell interview on my way to work today and lo and behold, Spotify gives me two Jebediah songs on my way home. Keep killing it and I can't wait to see you boys play soon. He also says, I was a massive fiend of 28 days. Great bands. They were good. Uh, and he wants me to see if I can get Jay Dunn on the show. Okay. All right. So don't forget there's a rule on this podcast. If there's someone that you want me to interview and you go and request it, I have to go out searching for that person. We've had a few uh, hits. I know Ben Stewart, he was demanded by several people on this podcast. So the singer slowly, slowly, I hunted him down. We got him on the show. He was actually quite amused at the fact that so many people were asking for him. Uh, Kevin Mitchell, just a couple of weeks ago, that was a requested episode. I went and found him for everyone and uh, looks like I'm on the hunt again. Looks like I'm going to be chasing Jay from 28 days. Brenton, let's see how I go. Hopefully it goes well. Hey, if you want to support this podcast, you can do so at the website, thestreetpresspodcast.com forward slash join. I think that's right. <laughs> There's a lot of forward slashes. Um, for as little as $4 a month, you can help me out. Obviously, I've got a few fees. I've got to pay a monthly fee for the podcast to be uploaded. Just a lot of housekeeping that I've got to do behind the scenes. It helps me pay for the mics, all the cables, all that sort of stuff. Yada, yada, yada. If you've got to spare 4 bucks a month, you can uh, click the link in the show notes right now and help me out. Don't forget the podcast is always free. So regardless if you're a member or not, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's always going to be free for you. So And hopefully every Wednesday, um, which we've been doing pretty well at. 
Also, my band, The Ritzy Kids, we've got a big year coming up. There's a lot of things that we can't talk about at the moment, and I hate this period of being in a band. We uh, we love, you know, playing shows and getting music together, recording, and just being on the forefront of, like, doing stuff. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff in the works, uh, a lot of it that we can't talk about at the moment, and I know that is frustrating, especially if you're someone that listens to my band. I'm sure that 99% of you don't but there is a small percentage of people listening to this podcast that also follow the band, The Ritzy Kids. You can find that in the show notes as well. Uh, a lot of the songs, well, all the songs in between the podcast are The Ritzy Kids, so you've already heard them, whether you wanted to or not. All right, hopefully next week I'll have your ears back here, same place, same time. Look after yourselves, all right? I'll catch you next Wednesday. Tana. <laughs>